listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. Because we all know a guy. Some of us know a guy. Some of us know many guys. Now we all know a guy. You know a guy? You you know who the guy I'm talking about? You know? I, I, I'm you really, know? I'm Are you really waiting. I, uh, no, you know, first off, I'm going to start this off with a nice little uh, hey yo. And right, then, well, but, well, what the hell are you like? Where good are you fellas, the cookout. This? Paulie, oh, right. all the wise that's guys. Right. That's, that's right. That's right. Come that's on. Right. Okay. We know a guy. Everybody's got a guy now. Frankie V. Was that the, was that the, actually the song that they played in Goodfellas? Yes. The Moon Glow, sincerely. At, at the cookout. At, at, at the cookout. Okay. Where Paulie is sitting there and, and the explanation about how right, Paulie right. won't and, talk to know, anybody on the phone. Right. And, it's all know, the wise. It's all. Isn't that like all the for, all the wise guys? Or having a barbecue for a guy who talked to you know 10 people, Paulie didn't talk to anybody all day. That scene, I know the scene you're talking about. I just yes. didn't, re- yeah. I just uh, that was one I didn't remember the song off the top of my head. I knew the, the new I guys, knew- the Rangers. The, the uh, come on, yeah, come on. Hey, all right, I saw, I saw the, the light bulb, I saw the hamster wheel going, but it was like trying to come on. It's your guy, Frankie V, Frankie Vetrano. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's my boy, Frankie Two Time. Andrew yeah. Cop. Good cop, bad good cop. cop. Good cop. Andrew, Very good Andrew, cop. Good, Andrew, good cop. Not Tyler Ryan Mott. Spooner. Well, I, I just I feel the need to say it. Andrew Cop, not Ryan Spooner. Okay. Continue. I could say something else, but I, we won't. No, it has been. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say this right now. I, I've got a feeling. Part of the reason was this was part of the reason why I opened with this was I am very much in love with this team dearly right now. This team. All right. For all the excitement and fun that the season has been, whether it has been unsustainable whether it has been a roller coaster, this team has been fucking fun, exciting. It has been great hockey far more often than not this year. And the additions that Chris Jury made at the deadline have been absolutely phenomenal. 
I, I don't think there's a team right now in the NHL, and there's teams that had good deadlines, don't get me wrong. The, the Rangers have hit, crushed it out of the water with, with the acquisitions that we've talked about, and obviously you all know. It's it's been it's been phenomenal. I mean, the team looks like it's been unleashed. I mean, well, the reason why the Rangers had a better deadline than everybody else is because the Rangers Drury did what he needed to do. He addressed team needs that were holding this team back. And now when they actually become fully healthy and they get Kako and Rooney back, now you're going to have a full complimentary roster. So. It, and I'll say this, one of the things about getting Kako back with Lafreniere's explosion, Heedle playing really, really well. Uh, you have Zabanajek, Kreider, the, Andrew Kopp playing at the level he's playing at, Frankie Vitrano. Like, now it, it takes pressure off Heedle or off Kako to come back and just light the scoreboard up. Would it be nice if you he comes back, you put him on that second line right wing, and he you know chips in, you know set you know five six goals in the playoffs? Yeah, that'd be magical. That's that'd be what we all want, you know. But I don't expect Kako to come back into the lineup and just set the world on fire as soon as he comes back. I think it'll it'll probably be a, a slow burn, a bit just because when you look at you know. Um, how long he's been out? It, it'll definitely, it'll definitely um, take some time for him. But I, I will say this: I think though the Rangers are heading towards a problem here. I'm not talking about problems. With Strom, I don't want to talk about problems right now. Strom's out when he comes back. Ain't no problem. You're no, 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 no. no, no. The, no, ain't no it, problem. It's they just went eleven and four in the month of March. Brought up. Ain't no when, problem. When Strom when Strom comes back, he needs to hit the net. Simple. Hit the net. That's all. He's just got to hit the net. That's been the biggest thing with 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 him. No, but look the. Frankie Vitrano has has tallied up what five? What has he got? Five points since joining five, the team. Five five goals, five goals in eight games. He obviously came over a little earlier in the in the deadline. I mean, the, the guys are racking up points. Andrew Cop, the big win in in overtime last night against Detroit. Which, by the way, the game that game would have been an absolute blowout. Had anybody other than Georgie been in net, you could have taken a beer league goalie and put him in net and you would have gotten a better result. You, you could have, you, you honestly could have, um, you know, you, you have any other goalie in net last night and Detroit is looking at back-to-back absolute shellackings. The Rangers flat out dominated in that game. And the only reason that that score was what it was, was because they had Georgie in that. The case that's that's it. They had a phenomenal follow up game after beating up on the Penguins earlier. They have a phenomenal follow up game in what was a terrific playoff game, by the way, and a and a, a potential preview of what we're going to have for the first round. Um, 
it was just terrific all around. The acquisitions have been great. The players have been flying. It's it's been phenomenal. But I understand what you're saying. It, it does present an issue with Ryan Strom now. Well, not even just Ryan Strom. It also presents an issue with Kako. It does. Do do you now, when you look at the long term, do you keep Frank Vitrano at a less expensive price and look to ship out Capo Kako? Oh, boy. I, look, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying these are these – are th- because, look, I think you see what the postseason brings. Let's face it. Kako has not developed at the rate that many Ranger fans and I I would dare even say the Rangers front office had hoped. No, and I think you're starting to kind of get a little bit of reservations and maybe some concern with the injuries and things, even though none of them are really major. But, I mean, look – I, I look at it is, this way. This is not this is not us calling Kako a bust. I don't no. think he is. I I just think at where the Rangers are right now, because they got to because the Rangers got to where they're at quicker than expected. And I and I said this today on my Twitter that you know nobody's talking about it, but Gerard Gallant has this team on track for one of their best regular seasons in franchise history. Yes. They, they, they 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 won't hit the 1415 president's trophy team but they'll get pretty close it, depending on how they do over their final 14 i just, special there there is a certain quality about this team that seems kind of special look i'm not going to say that they're going to they're going to win the cup this year because do i think that they can beat tampa in a seven game series probably not do i think they can beat carolina in a seven game series more than likely, no, because I think Carolina is a better hockey team. Yeah. But, but all that being said, the Rangers are not the same team that got smacked around by Carolina early in the year. Nope. They're not the same team that Georgie shut out the night before the deadline, as we all know, because the team is totally different now. So there, there is a different variant to this team now. But I will say this: I, I think they beat Pittsburgh in five or six. I, I firmly believe that they they can take out the Penguins relatively easily. Now, who the second round matchup is would would be would would be interesting. But I really I I really like the makeup of this team. This team is this team is easily the easiest team Ranger team to root for since the the Cup final team. You know, and that team, whether it was because of Marty San Luis or or whatever it was, there was a likability about the the Cup final team that, to me, was just, that is that is just, we haven't seen even in the the team the next year that lost to Tampa in the in the conference final. I didn't think the team in fourteen fifteen was as easy to root for as the Cup final team. Hell. I love that even though they weren't that good of a team in 11-12, I love that team. That team was so damn easy to root for. I mean, they were the black and blue shirts. There there was something there that was extremely, extremely likable, even though how they were winning was not sustainable. You know, we all found that out. But I have not liked the Ranger team this much since the cup final team. I They're so easy to root for. 
all the hockey cliches of being tough to play against and and all that good good stuff is they they have it in spades. There is a toughness, there is a grit, there is there is really something about this team that is just so damn easy to love. Yeah, it's it's and that's the thing. Like, look, they never feel like they're out of a game. Last night was a perfect example of it. They have like they have how many come from behind wins on the year? Is it 24 or 26? 25, 26. Um, you know, Kreider is I, I mean, Kreider is unleashed. Steve Valiquet Valley was on the Jeff Merrick show, which was a, it was a terrific listen. And he he was talking about Kreider. And you know, he talked about Kreider being, you know, wildly inconsistent. And this Early year on his career, yeah. Yeah, and, and this year, you know, talking about because I know a lot of people like to rag on people that, you know, were critiquing, and that was us. We were very critical of 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 Kreider uh, going into the season. And there was there was a lot of thought of how is he going to fit in a gallant system and how is he going to gel when you're really expected to bring it night in and night out. And the guy has been freaking money. I mean, 46 on the year. I put up a, a poll thinking, you know, is it possible that he hits the Ranger record? He's got to hit 50 at this point. I can't imagine he doesn't. But is it even possible he chases down Yager? That's no. how big of a season he's having, though. He's not getting Yager. It's going to be interesting to see. He's got to have a couple of multi-big games, but. He'll beat, he'll, he'll pass Graves, but he won't get Yager. I think he'll, he'll be there at like 53. I mean, it's 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 going to be close, but you've got you've got look, him playing the way he's playing. If he you've scores got... fifty three, I can't say nothing because look, guy never scored thirty, and all of a sudden this year he's going to screw around and score fifty. So, but the key thing that was brought up, and I think this applies to the entire lineup, honestly. And this was something that we screamed about under David Quinn game plan. He talked about. Even just in, in the individual, Kreider, game plan. Kreider has a game plan. Kreider has, and you could you could see clearly what it is. And there's really no deviation from it. It's it's just, it's every night. You know what he's doing. You know what he's going to do. You know where he's setting up. You know what he's going to be able to, to accomplish. Um, and even if it doesn't work, you know that he's going to keep going to it and keep going to it, and it's going to eventually go in. And we saw it last night. The Djokovic robbed him a couple times. Yeah. A couple of grade eight chances that Kreider had. You know, one was 48 last night. Yeah. He could have easily had a hat trick in the game last night. Um, And, you know, but I think that's the bigger story of the team and the general is there is a game plan. And I know some of the lineup stuff has been kind of, you know, you sit there and you go, well, Jesus, you know, like last night, like McKeg. Oh, God, why is McKeg? McKeg, again, what value does McKeg add to the lineup other than just being a plug to plug into a hole, which they needed because I don't know if Brzezinski was hurt or just needed a night off or whatever. I think it was just to get McKeg back in the lineup to get him a game. And I mean, you know, you want to throw him in against Detroit, whatever. But I mean, the guys, it's, Whatever, but thankfully he's got a, he's got a fun last name. Thankfully, 
we've got all these other guys now that that doesn't stand out and become a big a big talking point. We're not sitting here and going, ah, Jesus, Greg McKagan, Dryden Hunt. You don't have to worry about those now because you've got all these other players that have come in and out of the gate have been terrific. There's been no learning curve. There's been no adjustment. There's been no, you know, figuring it out. It's clicked immediately. And I talked about it. I said, you know, with Kako out and them having that hole in the top six, could Frankie Vetrano float up into that top six? Because we've seen him with the responsibility in Florida and playing bigger minutes. And he's done it beautifully. Andrew Kopp, now Strom is out. Andrew Kopp steps right up into the second center and now kind of gives you a wonder of, well, geez, is it possible that Kopp becomes our number two center and Heedle with Lafreniere and Goodrow? If that line continues to be dynamic, that becomes our third line. And then we've got a really good fourth line, which was terrific last night, even though, even though it had the kegger, that fourth line was moving. And I like people, you know, I, I, I always laugh where people will dog on Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves can play. That play he made along the boards to score was sick. I mean, that's not a play that you would think is coming from a guy that is a, you know, enforcer to be able to, to fight through, bank the puck off the boards to himself, bust through the, the defender, and then take a wild angle shot on net and it go in. You know, Ryan Reeves has played some, has had some pretty impactful moments in these games. And I think you saw a little bit of another benefit with, you know, Ryan Reeves being out of the lineup for some games here you know, being able to give him a break, give him night time off. And again, structure a stronger game plan against the opposition. Um, when you get him in and he's going and he's able to move and he was moving last night, you see the benefits that you get from, from top to bottom, from everywhere in the lineup. So while it is all roses and happy, because it is right now, I, I you, you do wonder, and it's and it's early to do this, but I do think the postseason is going to tell you a big story on what the Rangers do going forward, because if if all these guys continue performing the way that they do, if they all continue to perform, you have to imagine. First off, the trade that they made, the trade that they made for Cop. That was a trade not for a rental. That was a trade to re-sign a guy to bring him back. And it fills a need. He fills a need in the center spot. You know, Frankie Vetrano, I think, was maybe a little bit more of a flyer, even though we saw the offensive ability that he has and what he can bring to the table and what he did in Florida two seasons prior. Um, You're seeing that again right now with the increased it, the increased, uh, I guess, increased he had, responsibility. He has, he has an increased role right now. Uh, an increased role. But if these guys are all clicking and all producing and the playoffs, you know, if they come up short, but it was, you know, it was right there. I don't know how you can't roll back with this lineup next season. Well, and it's going to make it interesting. It's going to be an interesting dynamic for Chris Jury to have to manage. Thing is, Ryan Strom. 
You, you can't come back with the same lineup. It's almost impossible. Hey, Nick, what kind of Xbox is that? You get it. You get to answer the question. You know, <laughs> we're just getting interrupted left and right here on both it's, sides. It's phenomenal. The fact that we've kept this flowing is beyond me. I don't know how. I, I but know. now I've got screaming in the background. It's been it's been truly phenomenal. Where Absolutely was I? Phenomenal. What was it's, I it's talking phenomenal. about? Who's on first? No, seriously, what was I well, talking We were talking about? about Ryan Stroh, so we were saying, you know, you can't come back with the same lineup. Look, to me, the, the big story is when Ryan Strom comes back in the lineup, it, is he the Ryan Strom that he's been for the Rangers? Or is he looking more like Edmonton Ryan Strom, which is what he's looked like of late? And again, I mean, it all could go back to, like I was talking about, you know, I mentioned you know, floating guys in and out of the lineup and giving people breaks and what it did for, I mean, you saw what it did, like I said just before, for Ryan Reeves to get Ryan Reeves some ice to get him time off. Um, you know, could it be just it gives him a chance to recharge, reset, and get back to what he was doing? If not, it brings up interesting questions. It really does. Because Gallant right now is at a luxury which is something that we've been screaming about for a while. Well, he, he even, he even mentioned that, um, that, you know, it's going to be a competition for guys. Now, nobody's lineup spot is guaranteed anymore. Well, it which is a good thing. It's a hell. It, that, that is a healthy atmosphere, especially to go that into is, the postseason. Yeah. It's a, it's a competitive atmosphere. That's where a lot of players thrive because if, they can't get complacent because the first sign of complacency, you're out of the lineup. And I'm going to say this right now. I wouldn't want to be a team facing the Rangers right now in the first round. No, I would not want to be the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I'll at this point right now with the way the team is playing right now with Igor in net for the postseason, I would put them up toe to toe with anybody right now. I, seven I, game I series is difficult. It's a seven game series. I know. But this team is built a certain way right now. This team is special. This team has a lot of similarities to the team that just went back to back. They really do. If you go up and down the lineup, if you look from top to bottom, this team is very similar. And I'm going to knock on wood right now. I'm not trying to jinx anything. But Carolina's a beast. Carolina has folded under the pressure in two big postseasons now. Well, look, Carolina. They got question, Freddie Anderson in net. My question has been the same thing for them the last couple of years. They have it all. Do they have the goalie? I still don't think they have the goalie because say what you want about Freddie Anderson. He always gives up the goal that you just can't have in the playoffs, notably in the playoffs. He's yeah. having a terrific. I mean, look, he'd be. He'd be a top candidate for the Vezina right now if it wasn't for Igor. Because I feel like yeah. it's Igor's to win and he's running away with it. But Shester, or Anderson's having a terrific season. Anderson is having a terrific season. But there's, there's the no. question mark of postseason Anderson. That's where but things it, change. See, and everyone thinks that when I when I knock Freddie, I'm not just knocking Toronto Maple Leaf Freddie. I'm going back to his days in Anaheim. 
where he cost the Ducks a couple series by himself. So I, I just yeah, it's just there's a history there. Yeah, and it's not a good one for Frederick Anderson. And, it, and it's not to say that, that it's going to continually repeat itself, but it's one of those things where it's like I want to see it. It's, you got to show he's, it. He's at the Alex Ovechkin point in his career. You know, bo- you know Boston. Boston is a tough battle, a tough, a tough team. But are they too old? Are they too slow? You know, Tampa has gone back to back. Well, look, look is I, it gonna... I, I look at it this way. When you look at the Rangers in the postseason, whatever team they go up against, outside of Tampa Bay, the Rangers have the edge in net against any team they play. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Top two lines outside of Boston. Well, Boston is really just their top line, but Taylor Hall is starting to heat up for Boston. So, but out the top two lines outside of Tampa Bay, Boston. I would say Tampa and Carolina. Carolina. I would put Boston and Florida. The Rangers have as much or better top end talent than everybody else in the playoffs. Outside but, but of again with that too. But then again, with that too, we saw what happened to Florida last year. Florida you know? was different. They didn't have Ekblad. That, that was a and big Florida walk. crumbled, and their net right now is not good. But so I mean, my my point is, is that look, this team, there's something special brewing here, and we're starting to see it all kind of come together. It's going to be a wild ride. I, I'm not making any predictions. I'm not saying anything. But would I be absolutely shocked if the Rangers go on a big, a deep run here? No. Would it shock? I, I, I'd it almost shock would me, be. It wouldn't shock me if they got to the conference final. I I wouldn't be shocked if they get to the final this year. No, that would shock me. I I don't I don't know. I depending on how the chips fall, I think things have to fall a certain way. Obviously, they do. I mean, that's kind of a stupid they, statement, I guess, to make. To but. me. To me, they would have to avoid Carolina. But see, I would more say Tampa because Tampa. No, because I think I think matchup wise, the Rangers can play that. They could play the throw like well, like I was saying, the Rangers they are play that very similar. Octane. They are built very similar to Tampa. Right. They they the Rangers can play that real high octane style of of offense, and like if you want to turn it into a game of shinny. The Rangers will will go with you, and they'll probably beat you. Because in that case, because unlike Georgie, Igor will will make saves on shots that he's not supposed to, and shots right. that he's supposed to. That's where Igor is better than Georgie, and well, pretty much where Igor is better than everybody else. Pretty much but, better than everything than Georgie. But not even pretty. He is better. It's everything. one of those things that. I think the Rangers struggle when they play a team like Carolina that plays with a lot of structure. Well, it's that and, and the speed. Carolina's got a tremendous amount of speed, but, but we've added Carolina, that. Carolina plays a very responsible game, though. They play they largely do. Yeah, they largely they, do. They play extremely structured. They don't give you anything. So when the Rangers play a team that shuts down their speed and shuts down their op, you know, their offensive creativity and can play within within their own structure, the Rangers can't beat that. 
I just, I just That's am why curious. Carolina is a nightmare matchup for the Rangers. I, I wish. When do we get the Rangers remaining schedule? Let me look at this really quick because, you know, outside of last week, I know, I know we had Carolina last week and we got, you know, we, we absolutely stole that game, which is, which is fine. I, I understand that. Um, you know, and then they had the clunker against the Devils where everybody was starting to scream that the deadline was a disaster, which was, you know, the sky is falling. Um, so upcoming, we've got we've got the Islanders Friday night, the Flyers, Devils. I mean, Jesus, this this next week is like ripe for just running over. Well, see, but here's the problem though. This is what I've said about the Rangers. They play to their competition level. They did it last night, though. They that did was Georgia. Last, last night it was Georgia. But I think with Igor and, that, and it wasn't they, on Buffalo either. That was Georgia too. That was Georgia too. Like yeah. the I, I think their game, they have been getting better with not taking games off. Like last night, honestly, it could have been five one. Yeah, like if you sit there and you say, "Oh, I'm looking at the," you're literally looking at the box score. If you thought that was a close game last night, like I, I, I said it last night. Like when people were like, "This was an ugly." It could have been an eight nine one game I, if Igor I, was in that. I had said that I didn't think last night was an ugly win. I didn't. I thought no, the Rangers was... they dominated from pillar to post on Detroit, and the only reason why it was close was because Georgie is a literal walking dumpster. Fire. And you can't, and you can't even be like, Oh, you're just being critical. Cause you're being critical. No, like, like those goals that he gave up outside of the deflection outside the, of the deflected goal. I'll give him that one. That one, deflection. I, that one. I give him the fourth one. I give him, even though but, it's like, still when you're, when you're, when you're going down, like I've never seen a goalie. I've never really seen a goalie when he's going down through traffic, tuck his legs in, square to his body i rarely see that usually you kind of flutter out the pads somewhat you, you like, keep something to he, cover as much of the bottom of the net as possible and if he did that that puck doesn't go in but it, but the, it's the, the first the first goal was atrocious the so, second so, the second goal that was disgusting i damn yeah. near vomited watching like i that said one. i give him i i, I can give him one or two I give him one. I mean, even the third one, I could make an argument that that's not totally him because there was a screen, but it's almost like he doesn't fight to see around the screen. Right. Well, Which, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going down in front of a net as a goalie, and I'm talking on experience here, if I'm going down in traffic to and I can't see, I'm not tucking my body in. I'm trying to take up as much of the net as possible. To try to, def- if anything comes, so you could either react quicker or... Or you just hope the puck hits you at that you hope point. the puck hits you, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, but look, I'm they got not a big... I'm not comparing him to Igor because that's not fair because... It's not, it's, yeah, it's not fair, but, like, the dude just, like... It's, but then it's, he makes the saves like he did off of Bertuzzi, and you're like, what the hell? It, it's just he's... he's I, I'm he's gonna say, I don't think he'll be in, I don't think he'll be in the NHL next year. No, I think he'll be in the NHL. I, he won't be with the Rangers. He's well. I mean, that's obvious. He won't be with the Rangers. But I'll be surprised if he's in he'll the be, NHL. He'll be. He'll be an Edmonton Oiler. I'll be. Good luck. 
good luck with that defense. Good luck. Hockey, hockey Domus right there. Oh, boy. All right. But look, roll, the upcoming schedule, it's January, a mad dash to the end of the season. They've got the Islanders tonight or, well, tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. Then they got, you know, this This is one of those weeks that I don't really like because it's the Islanders, Flyers, Devils. And then you got Pittsburgh sandwiched between the Devils and Ottawa. I really don't like that schedule. I like it in the terms of it should be a feel-good week for the Rangers. But then you got Carolina. That's the big one. So the 12th against Carolina, they got two games against Carolina coming up. Those are big games. They got a big game up in Boston, and they've got another one against Washington, who right now is is still in it. I mean, they're not they're not dead. And I think I'm very I'm very upset. We're not going to see Igor get 40 wins. No, but at and, the same and time, it's all because he missed a month a month of the season. But at the same time, I'm totally okay right now with them doing this flip flopping right now because you know I'm you not. know this week. You know this week, he, he, Georgie's probably going to start two of these five games. I, I am not okay with it. From no, no, like standpoint. Igor's probably going to start the Islander game, and then Georgie is definitely starting the Devils game. And I pretty much want to put it in the books that he's going to start Ottawa. Stop much, saying much that. to Stop your chagrin. Put, I'm saying Stop. it so much that I'm hoping it doesn't happen. Stop putting. I'm the using reverse on. psychology. Don't you put that evil on us, Ricky Bobby? Don't you? Don't you yeah. Um, Oh, you know, we can announce that. So, you know, the the 30 on Broadway talking blue shirts crew. Why are you saying that? I don't know. I had a. Were you trying to do Kermit the Frog? (laughs) Where's my money? No, no, Um, you don't say it like that. You say it like this. You say the 30 on Broadway will be attending the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden on. Oh, Christ. Uh, Next Saturday, Saturday Ottawa Senators will be at the game. Big we will be, we will be at the game. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And we will we will do what, what I do best. Sign, what are you going to sign autographs? Yes. Anybody who wants my you know, jersey backwards so people know it's you. Yes. Because no one else if, would know who the hell you are if you didn't do stupid shit like that. Well, okay. First off, I've never worn my jersey backwards a day in my life because I'm I know that. an idiot. Well, so. Oh. All right, but anyways, we'll be at the Ottawa game. I might be at a couple more to get a bobblehead because I like bobbleheads. See, the thing about me. You might not notice about me. I like bobbleheads. I have many bobbleheads. I have a bobblehead collection. Nick doesn't have bobbleheads. I only have. Okay, but what do I I do? I have collections, too. I only have the moose, the captain, Mark Messi as a Ranger bobblehead. I need to add to that. Like my Yankee bobbleheads. I have okay. Mo, Yogi. I need to add to those. Okay. So to add a Henrik Lundqvist bobblehead. But, but we I have a couple buying, of Hartford Wolfpack bobbleheads. We are not I, buying the Senators tickets through the promotion. Yeah, because, well, because you're, you're, you are part of the No Fun League. That is not true. Dude. I got us great seats at the last game we were at. What the hell are you talking about? You did. About? All right. So do you want to drop your little now so we can end this because we need to end the episode? Do you want to drop your little uh, tidbit for those who should try I to share? procure tickets on game day and try to use uh, StubHub? And... Should I should I share the wealth here? I would and... share it. Why not? Share the wealth with the people. Okay. Well, all right. 
So you know how sometimes you 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 when you're going to a game, you're waiting till day of to you know to get tickets. Uh, Chris and I are kind of experts in that. I, I turned Chris onto this a couple of years ago. Um, sometimes stuff of the price doesn't always drop the way you think it will. And the game when we went to against the Devils, the tickets were holding firm in the mid two hundred. They went up. Yeah, like they went up. They weren't coming down. And it was, you know, we were getting close to game time and he's like, all right, they're not dropping. I said, all right, let's walk to the window. So we went to the, the ticket window at the box office. We got five seats all together. What was it? 20, 22 rows off the ice. Yep. 160 bucks a ticket. Yep. Which was lower than what you could have paid. In the on, high 200s on stuff. Well, not only that, but it's lower. If you were going to buy it direct from the garden on Ticketmaster. Yeah. It was it was lower. So, yeah, there you go. So your... if, if you're ever going to buy day of tickets at the garden, go to the box office. Do not go to StubHub because you, I guarantee you, you'll get a better seat at a better price. So you were. And that was 30 minutes prior to puck drop. It was like Chris couldn't believe it because like when. When I, I was like, how many for five? And we had we had to get five in a row. So, like, I could only imagine if it was just, like, uh, me and Chris or me, Chris, and Jay, how cheap, how much cheaper it would have been. Like, so, yeah. that's Sometimes that the old-fashioned works. Just like the yeah. drink. Sometimes it, no, just, it just works. But I say it this way. Ain't no school like the old school. There you go. All right. We'll see you guys next week after a uh, a big one. We're going to be recording a day late again because I, I'm pretty much a day late for like the rest of the freaking month. Yeah. Well, we might do something special for the end of the month because the end of the month is another back to back Carolina, Montreal. Maybe we'll do a live a live broadcast for that episode. Oh boy! But uh, you know, live reactions. So, all right, everybody, thanks for watching. The watching. Thanks watching. for listening. We'll see you next time. Hasta la vista, baby.